Welcome to Brazen, a weekly podcast where we get down and dirty on how we can live a more bold, curious, and vibrant life. We are your hosts, Callie Hughes, a self-care coach and nurse practitioner, and Valerie King-Maller, a business growth and mindset coach. In this podcast, we are helping women stop people-pleasing and perfectionism, awaken their inner badass, and discover what can happen when we take the lead in our own life. Join us as we explore everything available to us when we brazenly take accountability for our life and well-being. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Brazen Podcast. Today, we are doing this episode a little bit differently. Valerie has a question that she is going to pose to me. It's a question that she's been asked by other people, and I'm going to answer it off the cuff. I don't know what the question is, and I have no idea what it might be about. So, you know, that being said bear with us. But yeah, and Valerie's going to also chime in and share her thoughts on it as well. So let's just let's jump in. Let's get started. <laughs> okay, so this question I've been asked by so many clients and so many different leaders that I've talked to, and it's how do you stay positive as a leader and not allow your stress to permeate the rest of the team or the company? It's definitely a learned skill. (laughs) I think that it probably depends a lot on your personality. If you tend to be a much more, I don't know how to say it, like self-contained kind of a person where you kind of, you know, are harder to read, you kind of keep your emotions, you know, closer to your vest, so to speak. And people can't always tell how you're feeling just by observing you, then you might in some ways have an easier time with this. So I guess I'll tackle it from like both sides. Like if you're more of an open book versus if you're more closed off, just like personality wise. So if you're more closed off, this is something that I can speak to from direct experience because I was slash am this person. So I think it's something that I took a lot of pride in, you know, where people were like, wow, I can't read you. I can't tell like what you're feeling. And, you know, people in my life have been like, wow, nothing bothers you. Like you're just completely unflappable. Like the most stressful, let's say, This one example that I'm thinking of happened when I was in college and it was like finals and I didn't seem particularly stressed and like I was fine. In reality, though, on the inside, I was really stressed and I just didn't feel like I could like let it show on the outside, which comes with its own, you know, series of drawbacks You know, you're not like projecting your stress out onto everybody around you, but you're also like really just tearing yourself up inside. So if that's you, then what I would recommend is getting more comfortable with vulnerability. It is okay for people to see that you're a little bit stressed out sometimes to a certain extent, you know, just the idea of 
keeping all of that on the inside and nobody knows what's really going on with you, it makes it really hard for people to know that you need help. If you're so deep into a project that you feel like you don't even have the time to think about what needs to be done to ask somebody else for help. Honestly, it's a process getting to the point where you're not doing that to yourself, but like people around you should pick up on that at some point. If you're letting your emotions show and you're not keeping everything bottled up on the inside, which causes a lot of internal stress and like mental health issues and all of that. So for that person, get comfortable with vulnerability and, you know, just let people know that you need help. You know, if you are feeling stressed, if on the other hand, you're more of an open book kind of a person and like everybody in your department or your team knows when you've had a stressful morning, if you like are running late because you slept through your alarm, if your kids weren't cooperating, getting out the door, if you are coming up against a big deadline and you know, you're just really feeling the pressure. If people can sense that from you all the time, that means that you are projecting way too much into your team. And something that you might benefit from is learning how to have healthy outlets for the stress that is building up in your system so that it doesn't bleed out into you know, everybody around you. So some things that are really helpful for, you know, managing your stress is making sure that you are taking breaks, that you are remembering to put things in perspective. Our brains have this habit of making every single stressor seem like a really big life or death deal but almost nothing ever really is. So just distance yourself for a little bit, get some perspective, and then just really lean into the vulnerability and the empathy. Because, you know, if you're able to kind of accept that, like, this is something you struggle with kind of projecting all your stress outward, and everybody knows when you know, the most minor inconveniences happen to you, you know, maybe have a conversation with some key people about it. Be like, hey, I know that this is an issue with me and this is something I'm actively working on. So, you know, I just want you to know that. And if you see anything that you think I should know, please tell me. Just opening those lines of communication, being vulnerable, being authentic, is going to help other people hold you accountable as well. And you're going to be able to create a more emotionally stable and balanced team dynamic there. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting that you split it up that way. And I'm definitely someone that would show my stress probably a little bit more, or I don't know, actually, I fall in both camps, I think. But I do think it's interesting that you brought up both sides of it, because I kind of imagine like the same person and the same way that everyone kind of deals with stress. But I thought about this question a lot in terms of like, 
when you're sort of dreading going into work because you've had a really bad day already, you've had a really bad morning, or you're just having one of those days. I always think about a coworker in mine a long time ago would be like, oh, this day is always a hard day. Every day this week, every Sunday, you know, every time we work, it's just like a hard day. And we kept kind of almost like our mindset change the way that day actually progressed because we were already prepared for it to be such a bad day that we saw like all the bad parts of it. And so we consciously made an effort to be like, no, this is not going to be our mindset around this. And we ended up gamifying it a little and making it actually one of our most fun days by doing a couple of different, you know, things that we did particular to Sunday. And I think that to me, as we know, I like to gamify everything. But I think a (laughs) lot of times there is a mindset decision you have to make. And I know that some stuff is just naturally stressful. But I think a lot of times you have to just make a decision that you're going to be okay when you get to work. And you're going to find a way to flip the switch a little bit and... I think for me and for some of the leaders I've talked to, doing things like writing a thank you note or to one of your staff members or doing something for someone else can be a really quick way to shift your mood and kind of get you in a little more positive mindset. That being said, like when we talk about positivity, we're not talking about toxic positivity. And I think this goes back to the sort of first person you were talking about in allowing people to see a little bit of your stress. I think that if you're willing to just have an honest conversation with people and say, you know, yeah, this has actually been a really rough day, but wow, we like powered through it. Or, you know, let's talk about what happened and how we could do it better next time. Or, you know, just finding a constructive way of a frenzied, you know, someone who's just like freaking out about everything. And (laughs) I think a more studied version of, yeah, we had a bad day. It was rough. We got through it, but let's talk like I said, about how we can improve things so it doesn't happen in that way again. And I think that for me, having kind of switching quickly to a productive solution Mm -hmm. as opposed to just complaining about it or just sitting in my stress all day can make a huge difference. So I do think that looking at like little positive triggers that you can do for yourself and it can make a difference on like how your day unfolds and then obviously how you affect everyone around you. Yeah. And I think that also piggybacking off of what you're saying, I think that it's maybe not totally like personality dependent how you react to stress. I think it's also dependent on how much stress you're under and like Mm -hmm. kind of what your threshold is for more stress. Because yeah, as you were talking, my own personality is more closed off. Like I'm just more likely to compartmentalize everything and, you know, not bring my stress into everything that I'm doing unless I feel overwhelmed and overstressed, like in every area of my life. And my threshold for being able to compartmentalize things is like close to none. That is when I have noticed that I start being the more like everybody can see that I am Mm -hmm. basically just crazed and (laughs) and not hold it together. And so, yeah, I think it's really hard to be positive if you're in 
either of those states. So, I mean, honestly, it sounds kind of like really common sense, just fluffy advice, but take a vacation, (laughs) take a mental health day. Like if you find that you're having a lot of trouble finding any semblance of a silver lining or a way to put a positive twist on whatever is happening, then I think that's a really solid indicator that you need a break. You need to like separate yourself from work for a while or, you know, your home or whatever it is that's really stressing you out. You need to separate and you need to just like decompress and get some perspective and then come back to it with a fresh outlook because that's when you're able to kind of, you know, put a positive spin on things without it being like that really super fake you know, like positive vibes only kind of deal, you know? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Kind of what I think with that. I really like that too, because just in talking about switching to like being more proactive about why you're under so much stress or why you can't be like more positive at work or more productive, I would say, I think becoming really curious and a self-scientist about what's going on everywhere in your life could be really important and just really focusing on, okay, what do I need to do to feel better? (laughs) Like how, you know, is there a morning routine that helps me start my day off in a more productive way as opposed to just being grumpy? Or is there, you know, stuff I need to be doing to decompress from work every night? Or, you know, are there more breaks I need to take during the work day? Or, you know, I mean, just really, truly paying attention to when you have a good day, what was different when you had mm-hmm. a bad day and stress was just getting to you, what was different? And did you deal with certain situations differently depending on kind of how your day unfolded? So I think just really diving deep into that can be really productive. Yeah. And if you're sitting there, listening to that thinking, well, it would be really nice if I had the time to do that. (laughs) Sister, I'm telling you, that's a sign that you need to make the time to do it. If you don't even have time to think about how you can be more positive and less stressed, you need to like make yourself and enlist an accountability partner. Be like, hey, I am really struggling with taking some much needed time off. Can you help make me take some time (laughs) off? Because that's what you're going to need the most. I think, was it like a Gandhi quote? It's like, if I don't have time to meditate, I meditate twice as long that day or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what it made me think of. But yeah, so... Just keep that in mind. I like 100% agree. If you need a break, you need to take a break. But I also caution people to not think your vacation is going to solve everything if you don't actually do the work behind Mm -hmm. figuring out what is going on for you at work and or in your life. I have seen so many people in the past clients just say, oh, I can't wait for my vacation. And it's, well, nothing is going to change when you get back unless you have time to really dive into what is causing the burnout or the ongoing stress or any sort of problem solving you can do to avoid having that same situation just on replay through your whole day. (laughs) 
Agreed. Yeah. If your vacation is an escapist mm-hmm. dream, trying to escape from your normal life, then it's also a sign that you should probably do some soul searching while you're on your vacation about what yes. is actually going to be a good fit for you and your life right now in this moment. Because maybe it's not that job. Maybe. Yeah. So that wraps up another episode of the Brazen Podcast and our semi-new format that we'll introduce every once in a while where we answer some of your questions. So if you do have any questions, please feel free to send them to us and we will link our email address in the show notes. But until next time, keep being brazen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brazen Podcast. We'd love to hear more about your parenthood or child-free journey, so please feel free to email us at hello at brazenwomen.com. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and share the episode so we can get the word out there. We'll be back here next Tuesday, but in the meantime, keep being brazen.